This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 90 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Hunting season for most of us is in full swing, and although we are focused solely on whatever animal or species that we're hunting, there are other things that we need to be aware of when we are going into the outdoors. More and more women are entering the outdoors each and every year. Women are increasing in numbers, whether through hiking, camping, fishing, or even hunting. With today's rising crime and other social stresses, going to the field is a great way of relaxing and unwinding. You just need to remember that even though getting off the grid is a sanctuary for many, it is not a place to let your guard down. When you are enjoying the great outdoors, you are actually entering the world of the predator. There are types of predators that you could encounter in natural areas. The first category, and one which we hope to never encounter when we're outdoors, is the human predator. Crime is more prevalent in national parks and other natural areas than individuals may realize. The reason that we can carry firearms in national parks national forests, and other national nature areas is because of high-profile crime over the years that occurred in these natural areas. Don't let your guard down if you are planning an outdoor adventure. Make sure you do your research and find out the area where you're going, what is and is not allowed to do and to carry, whether it be a firearm or if you're not comfortable carrying a firearm, something like pepper spray, mace, or even wasp spray, which does reach a further distance, can help protect you from human predators. But on the other side of that is the wildlife predators that you may encounter anytime you do any outdoor activities. 
large wildlife predators can be encountered in almost every part of North America. In fact, just about all animal species, including large wildlife predators, are increasing in their range. This is largely due to excellent conservation efforts funded by hunters. Being aware of the presence of large wildlife predators is crucial to avoiding a deadly encounter. There are five large wildlife predators that outdoor enthusiasts should be knowledgeable about. These five predators are black bear, brown bear, mountain lions, wolves, and alligators. It is possible to encounter any one of these predators anywhere you go in North America. In some areas, it's even possible to encounter all five of these wildlife predators that could pose a threat to your safety and to your life. Do some research and understand the area that you're going. Find out what animals live in that particular habitat. If you're going to change elevation, whether you're coming from the flatlands and going into the mountains, definitely do your research and find the wildlife in that particular state and location where you'll be traveling. Do your research and even contact the local Fish and Wildlife Department. Talk to those conservation agents, game wardens, or even if you're going into a national park or even a state park, call those locations directly and talk to the employees who work there. They get calls all the time from the public who are enjoying their areas, and it's best that you do your research beforehand and be prepared than having those employees having to pull you out of a very dangerous dangerous and potential situation that you may encounter. Learn about the wildlife. Learn about what lives in that particular habitat that you will be sharing on your next outdoor adventure. Not only learning about the particular wildlife species and their habitat, learn about those behaviors of those animals. Learn about what they eat. Learn about when they hibernate. Learn about when they're most active, whether it's sunrise to sunset, middle of the day, or during the night. Also, learn about what their preferred feeding source is. So if their favored berry is a particular bush that's prevalent in the area where you'll be camping, make sure that you're not setting up your camp next to the favorite source of this particular wildlife so you don't get a visit in the middle of the night by whatever species it may be to come have a feeding feast right next to your tent. One of the most dangerous situations that you could find yourself in is stumbling across a kill when you are hiking, camping, fishing, hunting, or anything you may enjoy in the backcountry. Simply put, a kill is the partially eaten remains of a predator's prey. When a large wildlife predator makes a kill, they almost always remain in the area until all edible parts are consumed. By staying aware and keeping in tune with your senses, this could prevent you from becoming the next course in a large carnivore's meal. Oftentimes, the first indication of a kill is the smell or the smell of death. Your sense of smell is very important when you're hiking in the backcountry. Many individuals that have survived a violent encounter from a large wildlife predator reported smelling a strong odor of rotting flesh, 
just before being attacked. Either the attack happened so quickly that they could not react, or the victim, smelling a dead animal smell, started to investigate where the odor was originating from. If you are ever walking through the woods and smell rotting flesh, never look for the source. Instead, slowly back out of the area from which direction you came while keeping a sharp eye out for the threat of a possible wildlife attack. Your sense of hearing is also very important. Of course, you cannot hear a dead animal, but it's the live animals that can indicate that a kill is nearby. Sometimes an animal that is actively feeding on a carcass might growl as you approach, or you might even hear the sounds of bones cracking, flesh being ripped from the carcass, or the unpolite sounds of something eating with their mouths open and smacking of their lips. Needless to say, this is another good time that you want to back away from the direction you came, keep a sharp eye out from any threat that might be in the area that you're walking. Another indication of a kill is a humming or buzzing sound. In certain times of the year, blowflies quickly find a dead animal. There can be so many flies that the buzzing sound can be heard almost 100 yards away. Another sound that can give away a kill is cause of a murder of crows or ravens. Yes, a group of crows and ravens is called a murder. The cause of these birds not only reveal the location of a kill, but also gets the attention of other wildlife predators that a dead animal is nearby. It is not only what you can hear, but also what you cannot hear that might alert you to a kill. Hopefully, everyone has heard the sounds of nature. As you're walking through the woods and listening to the birds singing and the squirrels chattering, then all of a sudden, the silence becomes deafening. There is an eerie quietness that surrounds you. To put it mildly, this is the time that you need to be concerned. The senses of sight and touch can also help you detect a kill. Of course, if you see a kill, your life is definitely in jeopardy. Other visual clues might be vultures circling above, on the ground, or a number of these birds perched together in a tree. You do not have to hear the buzz of flies to give away a fresh kill. Just noticing that suddenly a lot of flies may appear. You also might unexpectedly feel flies landing on you. There is one sense that you should never discount. That is your sixth sense. If something seems wrong or if you get that uneasy feeling, trust your instincts and believe it. If something does not seem right, it usually isn't right. Trust your gut and do not second guess yourself. There are wildlife predators that pose a threat if you happen upon their kill. These are black bears, brown bears, mountain lions, and wolves. It's possible to identify these wildlife predators from their kill. So first, let's talk about black bears. There are 16 subspecies of black bear found in North America. The most common is the western black bear. In the southern United States, you will find the Florida black bear and the Louisiana black bear. In the extreme northern part of its range, 
the rarer glacier black bear is found in a small part of Alaska, and the Kermode black bear can be found in the northern portion of the Douglas Channel in British Columbia. Some states like Texas are fortunate enough to have two species. In the eastern part of Texas, you can find the Louisiana black bear, and in the western part of Texas, you can find the western black bear. The black bear is native to every part of North America and northern Mexico. This wildlife predator prefers a habitat with abundant cover. This cover is relative to the geographic region it lives. In the eastern United States, that cover could be thick stands of timber or swamps. In the western United States, it's found in high elevations in stands of pine or aspen trees. In the southwestern United States, the black bear inhabits areas with sparse vegetation, utilizing large stands of prickly pear cactus. Male black bears can obtain a weight of up to 900 pounds, but rarely exceed 500 pounds. Females weigh between 120 to 300 pounds. When on all fours, adult black bears stand about three feet tall at the shoulders and are about six feet in length. When standing on its hind legs, these bears can reach a height of over eight feet tall. Next, let's talk about the brown bear. The brown bear is the most widely distributed bear in the world. The brown bear has 14 different subspecies, ranging from Europe, North America, and Northern Asia, with a historical range in North Africa. There are two subspecies in North America. The most well-known is the grizzly bear, and the second subspecies is the Kodiak or coastal brown bear. The historical range of the brown bear in North America consists of the western part of the United States. From Alaska, most of Canada, southward to northern Mexico, and eastward into Texas. The current range of the brown bear is in the extreme northern part of Canada, Alaska, and the northwestern states such as Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and Washington. Alaska is home to 98% of brown bears in the United States. And 70% of these large wildlife predators in all of North America. Brown bears prefer an open range with a clear and unobstructed view. They like open spaces between timber lines. These wildlife predators can often be encountered above the timber line on the open tundra of northern Alaska or western Canada. In its southern range, grizzly bears can be found in thick pine forest. They try to avoid the dense undergrowth that black bear prefer. Male grizzly bears can obtain a weight between 500 pounds to the extreme weight of 1,500 pounds. Females range between 400 pounds and 600 pounds. Kodiak or coastal brown bears range between 500 pounds to the extreme weight of 2,000 pounds. Female coastal bears can range from 500 pounds up to 750 pounds. When a brown bear stands on its hind legs, it can reach between 10 and 12 feet tall. In extremely large bears, the reach may be up to 15 feet high. This means if you climb a tree to get away from an attacking brown bear, choose a tree that's taller than 15 feet.
both black and brown bears will cover or cache their kills. This means when they are not actively feeding, they'll cover up their kill. They do not bury their kill. They simply cover it up with vegetation, sticks, rocks, dirt, or whatever else they can find. Bear kills show lots of trauma. The kill shows signs of a very violent death with the prey being ripped and torn apart. There is a lot of bear sign around the kill. The ground is usually trampled with many tracks, and you'll find a lot of bear scat around the carcass. Wildlife poop is called scat. The tracks around the kill can identify which type of bear is feeding on the kill. With black bear tracks, the pads of the toes arch around the top of the pad of the foot. With brown bear tracks, the pads of the toes are in a relatively straight line above the pad of the foot. You usually do not have to waste a lot of time trying to identify which bear is feeding on a fresh kill because a brown bear usually remains very close to the kill in between its feedings. So how do you avoid bears? Most encounters occur between sunset to sunrise. Bears are omnivores, so anything that smells like food can potentially attract bears. When camping, the only thing that should ever go into your tent is you and your sleeping bag. Everything else, especially food, toiletries, trash, and even water bottles and chapstick need to be hung in a bear bag high off the ground between two trees or in a designated bear box at the campsite you may be camping. If you are in black bear country, hang your bear bag at least 10 feet off the ground. If you are in brown bear country, hang your bear bag at least 15 feet off the ground. Anything that constitutes a smellable is going to attract bears. So be super aware of what you have with you and on you when you're in your tent, within reason. One thing we found out when we've been hiking and hunting and camping a lot in bear country is the water bottles that you may carry put off a smell that bears are attracted to. So when you're camping in the backcountry, it's very important to remember to cook at least 100 yards away from your camping area. Clean up any ground and dirt that is contaminated by spilled food. If you are hunting, all game should be hung in the bear bags at least 100 yards away from your camp. The idea is to contain all of your smellable items to one area away from you and your campsite. When hiking through the woods, fresh bear signs such as tracks and scat is an indication that bears are in the area. Claw marks on trees, a nearby trout or salmon run, or a fresh kill can also indicate bears are nearby. You should always hike with the buddy and make lots, although you're going to want to do this and your instinct is going to kick in, Whatever you do, do not run. Running will cause a bear to instinctively attack. Make as much noise as you possibly can and try to appear larger than life to that bear. Slowly back away in the direction that you came. 
climbing a tree to avoid a black bear is not advisable because the black bears have hooked claws. These claws are ideally adapted to climbing trees, and the bear can quickly overtake you. Brown bears are not very good climbers at all, but they are so large when they stand upon their hind legs, they could easily reach you if you stop on a branch too low or if you don't climb higher than 12 to 15 feet off the ground. A bear will typically only attack if it's looking for a food source or defending itself or its cubs. If an attack is imminent, be prepared for a fight. Ideally, you should have bear spray readily available or a firearm as a backup. Depending on the environmental conditions, you may have to resort to your firearm as your primary defense. If either a black bear or a brown bear are following you or enters your tent, it is looking at you as a food source and you are going to have to fight. If a black bear attacks, punch, kick, fight, scream, and do your best to stay upright. If a brown bear attacks, try to protect your neck and your vitals and make as much noise as possible. If a bear is defending themselves or their cubs, get as far away from the area as you can, backing slowly away, and hopefully the bear will perceive the threat has stopped and will leave you alone to nurse your wounds. Next, let's talk about the mountain lion. The mountain lion is the most widely distributed large predator in the Western Hemisphere. The mountain lion's range extends from Alaska, southern Canada, western United States, parts of the eastern United States, Mexico, and throughout all of South America. The historic range of the mountain lion included all the continental United States. It is also extending its present-day range to its historic range faster than any other large wildlife predator. These animals are very adaptable, surviving in just about any geological area in the Western Hemisphere. Their habitat includes desert areas, coastal plains, mountains, and dense woodlands. Mountain lions can tolerate the most extreme heat of the hottest deserts to the extreme cold of the most northern part of its range. Adult male mountain lions can weigh over 150 pounds and be over 8 feet in length. Females can weigh up to 90 pounds and be 7 feet in length. A mountain lion travels up to 50 miles an hour in short bursts. They can cover up to 40 feet per stride while running and can jump up to 15 feet up into a tree. Mountain lions, like bears, will cover or cache their kills. Unlike bears, there will be drag marks. When the mountain lion makes a kill, it's usually drug a short distance to a place where it feels safe to feed. This place is usually a spot that gives the mountain lion a clear view of its surroundings. The ground around the carcass is not disturbed, and tracks and scat can be found around it. The kill of a mountain lion is usually a lot cleaner than that of bears. The prey of mountain lions appear to have been cut up with sharp shears with a clean edge. The carcass will show signs of claw marks on the shoulders and puncture marks on the neck. 
the most telltale sign of a mountain lion kill is loose hair around the carcass. The mountain lion will pluck the hair around the area where it intends to feed. This wildlife predator will feed on the internal organs of their prey first. The mountain lion feeds only on the high-protein organs such as the heart, liver, and kidneys. They do not eat the stomach or intestines. The mountain lion enters the carcass at the stomach to access the internal organs. Once the internal organs are consumed, it moves to the rump and thighs. The mountain lion will feed on the carcass for several days until it's finished. So how do you avoid mountain lions? Signs that mountain lions are present are tracks, scat, territorial scrapes, or a fresh kill. Mountain lions are very curious animals, and it is not uncommon for them to watch you or even follow you as you walk down the path. While you are being watched, they may be sizing you up to see if you are worth their effort to attack. They do not usually attack out of self-defense because they are secretive animals by nature. They would rather leave the area than have a confrontation. Many times, if an attack does occur, it is an ambush-type attack and oftentimes from above, such as off of a tree or a boulder. As with bears, you should always carry bear spray and consider a firearm as a backup if an attack is imminent. If you do not have bear spray or a firearm, your only other choice is to fight. People have successfully fought off mountain lions with a small pocket knife if you keep your mind in the fight. The key to fighting off a mountain lion is to keep eye contact and make yourself look as large as you can and stay on your feet. If you have small children, pick them up and hold them high upon your shoulders to appear larger than life. Most attacks are on young children, so be extra vigilant when in mountain lion country. Moving on to wolves. There are two species of wolves in North America. These are the gray wolf and the red wolf. The gray wolf is the only wolf in its native range in North America. The red wolf was extirpated in its natural range and now only exists on an island off of the Carolinas, which was established to save the species. All other wolves in North America are gray wolves. These include the timber wolf, the Mexican gray wolf, and the Arctic wolf. The historic range of the gray wolf is in every part of North America except the southeastern part of the United States. The southeastern part of the United States was home to the red wolf. The present range of the gray wolf is Alaska, Canada, and the extreme northern continental United States. The gray wolf is the largest member of the canine family. Adult males can weigh up to 175 pounds. Females can weigh up to 120 pounds. These wildlife predators stand about two and a half feet at the shoulders and are between five to six feet in length. Wolves do not cover or cache their kills like bears or mountain lions. There is also lots of trauma to the carcass due to the fact that most wolf kills involve two or more animals since they are pack hunters. Like mountain lions, wolves consume the internal organs first. But unlike mountain lions, 
wolves will eat the stomach and intestines. Wolf prey is usually consumed in very short order because multiple animals are feeding on it. This does not mean that once the prey is completely consumed, the danger is short-lived. Each wolf gorges itself with about 20 pounds of meat at a feeding. After they are full, wolves enter into a state called meat drunk. When this occurs, the pack lays around the site of the kill and sleeps. During this time, an unsuspecting hiker or a hunter could inadvertently stroll into the middle of a sleeping pack of wolves. So how do you avoid wolves? Signs that you are in a wolf pack's territory are usually tracks and scat. Many times you can hear wolves communicating through barks, yelps, and howls. An attack from wolves is more complex because they are pack animals. With wolves, climb the nearest tree or get high atop a boulder. Just get off the ground as quickly as you can. If an attack is imminent, kick, punch, and yell, and once again, appear as large as you can, larger than life. Moving on to alligators. American alligators are found throughout the southeastern United States. They live in 10 states, ranging as far north as North Carolina, throughout the Gulf Coast, and down to the northern tip of Mexico. Alligators can be found in freshwaters or brackish wetlands. This includes swamps, saltwater marshes, rivers, lakes, and relatively small bodies of water. Alligators commonly reach a length of 12 feet, and there are reports of gators reaching up to 15 feet in length. These wildlife predators can weigh up to 800 pounds. Chance encounters with alligators in their native range are quite common. What makes this aggressive wildlife predator extremely dangerous is that it can obtain a very large size and it exists among people. Houston, Texas is the fourth largest city in the United States. Houston's major waterway is Buffalo Bayou that incorporates the Houston Ship Channel, one of the major ports in the United States. Buffalo Bayou runs straight through downtown Houston and is full of alligators. Many of these gators reach up to 12 feet in length. Alligators can be found in neighborhood drainage ditches, in residential yards miles from any water source, and even in backyard swimming pools. Alligators are often encountered when hunting in wetlands during warm periods of waterfowl season. They can be encountered when hiking around bodies of water. Alligators can be encountered anywhere in the south along the Gulf Coast at any time of the year except during times when the temperature falls below 60 degrees. So how do you avoid alligators? The best indication there are alligators in the area is seeing slides along the bank of the water's edge. Slides are usually muddy and smooth areas where the gator slides into and climbs out of the water. The best way to avoid alligators are to stay out of the water where gators are present. Females fiercely protect their nest. The problem is their nest can be up to a mile from the water's edge. If you are attacked, you need to punch and kick and fight. 
an alligator eats its prey by spinning into what's called a death roll and drowning its victim. Most people get bit when they are trying to capture or handle an alligator. If you are pulled into the water by an alligator, the best thing to do, if you have the nerve, is to ram your fist or your foot down its throat. This will open the palatal valve in their throat, causing water to rush in. The gator should spit you out because water is rushing down their throat. This allows you a very brief opportunity to make your escape. Knowing what to look for to predict an unintended encounter can mean the difference between a tragedy and an enjoyable outing. By gaining an understanding of large wildlife predators, a life and death situation can be avoided. Animals are very unpredictable, but the biology and ecology of these animals remain fairly constant. If you understand the biology of animals and how they exist in a specific area, you can, with relative certainty, know how to prepare yourself when entering into their world. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.